Hey there, fella. How you doing, Phil? Great. I appreciate that long pause after I ask. That makes everything so fluid. You're the best at that. I I love an awkward pause. I, I wanted it's your it's your problem. You fill the silence. I don't know what I'm saying. You really want me to babble? You don't want that. <laughs> we all want that, really. Here's what I want you to babble about. I think we've both had some physical revelations lately. I've been like a million percent in on this Wim Hof guy, the cold baths, the cold showers, the cold tubs, and the breathing. Yeah. Loving it. And you've been like getting your ass kicked at jujitsu or some shit. Yeah, I've been doing boxing, and then today I did my first jujitsu. It's uh, it's kind of a class. Today was it's more of an open sparring thing. So I went in as just like this new guy and just got smoked. The guy was like, "Oh, I'll show you some stuff." And he was I like, bet he will. Yeah, he he did. He was like, "Just try to." He had one um, specific goal for me to try to get side control. And I mean, I could kind of do it, but he would already knew what he was going to do when I got to that part. So he just, he could have, I think he could have shoved my hand up my own ass if he wanted to. It makes me think of that scene in Black Sheep when Farley and Spade are playing checkers and he's like, where do you want me to move this one? Move it right here. It's safe. I swear. And then he moves it. Yeah. (laughs) That's this guy. He He was like, oh yeah, buddy. He was like, just, yeah, try to just come at me. And then he was just grabbing my arm and I don't know. Next thing you know, I'm like upside down and, my arm, he's got his my arm between his legs and like pulled away from my body. I'm just like, Ugh. and he's like, don't tap if unless it like hurts. I was like, all right. And then so I tried to keep fighting through some of them, but it just wasn't working, man. It was it was it was pretty badass. I gotta say I respect that. It's absolutely uh, impressive, man. This guy was kicking my. It was like a little kid fighting his dad. I've seen two fight like Avery. I've seen huh? I've seen too many shows on Netflix where I'm just picturing a montage of you tapping 13 times in a row in various positions. Uh, I would have, yeah. If we if we rolled 13 times, I would have tapped 13 times. A hundred percent, absolutely. I was just, I don't know. I was like, all right, I'll come at him a little. And gosh, so many things. I just, I it's like uh, I didn't even know. I thought I had some idea of what to do with grappling. Man, I don't. He was like. Right, I'm gonna roll this week. Just tell me what he's gonna do and do it. You know. <laughs> like, so let's you know just say doing. you guys both had three Miller Lights in the last 30 minutes or 45 minutes, and then you step out front of a bar at you know 11:30 at night, and you're both just ready to fucking kill each other. This guy's gonna destroy you, or like, could you handle a street? Oh, absolutely. So this doesn't. No, this this correlates into a street fight. He'd kick your ass. Oh no doubt, man. Okay. No doubt. I hate to say it, but he would absolutely kill me, man. So bad. <laughs> it would be a it would be embarrassing. All <laughs> right. Same same question, but you are armed with a beer bottle. Still, you're getting wrecked, right? I think it would just piss him off. I think I'd hit him with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have to knock him out because if it didn't, it's I think it's going to go right up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you'll be the one in the emergency room X-raying things in your own ass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. If if For I do change. get a shot on him, it better be a good one. Yeah, because it's going to be bad. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was telling me that's how he got hooked on it. He was like, I thought I was strong and good, and I came in here one day and got fucking smoked. And ever since then, I wanted, you know, I wanted to do it. So he's been doing it for a few years. Is that, your goal? Kind, of, is that, is that kind of your yeah. goal, too? Are you intending to, to be proficient at this, or yeah. is this just a fitness thing? Yeah. I want to yeah, I want to get at least like a blue, or at least get to like a purple belt, maybe. That's a, that's a couple years in, probably like four, maybe. Sheer, uh, sheerly yeah. out of curiosity and in no way shaming you. Like, I I support you if it was $1,000 a month. But what does something like that cost? 
Uh, I pay $120 a month for this gym, but you don't have to just do, do jujitsu. They have boxing and boys eye. So you can go to any class. That's really and reasonable. They're not like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's, and it's not like a McDojo. Cause I know a lot of this, like where it's like fake, but they, but they have a sparring ring and they ease you into it, you know? Um, and then they roll just freestyle for, um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu on Saturday. So it's pretty legit. And I've been going to boxing, but I'm going to mix it up and go to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Probably do that primarily. And then I'll, just mixing some boxing because I have no idea how to strike. So, what's the makeup in a jujitsu gym in Pennsylvania? Just middle-aged white guys. Yeah, it was all. Yeah, middle-aged, early middle-aged white guys. The guy that kicked my ass is forty-six years old, and he was just and fucking he, you up. Oh yeah, he didn't look forty-six, but he yeah, absolutely kicking my ass. I mean, it. it I guess it doesn't matter, but um, yeah, it was all. It's all. There's a. There was one black guy. Maybe two, but it's and it's also a fairly rural town in Pennsylvania. Got it. So, got it. Well, it's hey, all I'm, whites and old whites. <laughs> I'm supportive of their cause, and hopefully, you can continue to rise in the ranks. If anyone doesn't know, this is going to be a long episode, and this is a good entry to the length of this episode because we're reviewing the Arion album zero one zero one one zero zero one today, which is probably going to be in two parts because it's two discs. Before we even get into the music itself, I'm probably actually going to start the album just so we can listen to it, but I want to kind of talk about how I came about this album and where I was at relative to Human Action, because we talked last time about Human Action, what a great one, and you and I were in high school listening to that, getting high, being stupid, and thinking it's so awesome, and it is. And then I was in college kind of doing the same thing when this one came out. And I was really, really looking forward to it. I think it was like 2008 or 2007-ish. I have the physical. Yeah, the physical disc in front of me. Yeah, 2008. And um, I was really looking forward to it. Do you recall what you were doing when this was coming out? Did you get it when it first came out? Like, how did you approach this one? I got it, and I was uh, I was working like these kind of uh, like help construction helper job, um, and I remember listening to it. Um, like on break, you know, at the job. So I remember that. Um, I remember being really excited, and it didn't. It didn't click for me at first. I didn't. I did not get into it that fast. And it took me a while. I don't know why. I guess. I guess it was different enough from Human Equation that I was kind of like, oh. And I guess I wanted more of that. And obviously, that's the wrong call. In retrospect, this album is so fucking great. I'm glad it wasn't like that. But um, yeah. So anyway, it took me a little while to get into it, but. I definitely did jump on it when it came out. Okay, that's. I had the exact opposite experience. I immediately gravitated toward it, and I listened to it so many times in succession, I think because I had been looking forward to it for pretty much 12 months when I had been announced, and then when I was going to get my hands on it. I was taking it with me to, just to show how old I am, taking it with me to the computer lab to put into the CD-ROM drive at the computer lab to listen while I was doing my work because I was so broke, I didn't even have my own computer in my dorm. I had to go to the computer lab every time I did any assignment. So I was bringing that thing with me and listening to it basically every time for sometimes hours on end, back to back to back. And I loved it. I was convinced that it was better than Human Equation. And I was really looking forward to kind of hearing your thoughts about this relative to that one. But I kind of want to start with the ending, which is, if it's okay with you, 
I want to give you my conclusion. Is that cool? No. All right, you want to wait till the end? No, yeah, go ahead. I'm All right, scared. so you're just fucking around. Okay. Then I came into this, re-listening re to this, thinking I want it to be better than Human Equation, but I just can't say that it uh. is. I just objectively think Human Equation is the best one that we've listened to to this point. Maybe there'll be a better one later, but to this point and through this one, I still think Human Equation is the best one. I'll tell you right now where I'll put it. I hear that. Uh, I'll put it right under Human Equation and right above Electric Castle. That's exactly, buddy. I agree with yeah. you a million percent. That's exactly right. Yeah. There's not a ton of space between Human Equation and Electric Castle because Electric Castle is great, but there's enough for the wedge this in there. Yep. That's where I'm going to go. Perfect. Okay, good. Then I'm excited to hear why you feel that same way that I feel. So let's start first. CD1 is called Y. CD2 is Earth. We'll do a separate episode about Earth. Let's CDY. Would you give the listeners kind of a general introduction as to what the subject matter of this is? Yeah. So it's uh, an alien race called like Forever or Forever of the Stars, and um, or just Forever. And they um, they basically have reached the point where they're dependent on machines. They don't have really any emotions, and I think. They're trying to um, create, relive their emotions. So they send their DNA to Earth, and then tragically, humanity starts to develop in the same way they did, um, and become too dependent on machines, and eventually destroy themselves. So I think it's kind of like a, um, it's like they didn't learn from their mistakes and doomed humanity to the same problems. But right now, it begins with them. Uh, they're in the Age of Shadows. And they're trying to figure out a way to break out of this machine dependency. You know, lost their emotions, lost what made basically life interesting. Um, is my understanding. It's like that South Park you just saw. We didn't listen. We didn't listen. Exactly. Dude, they even oh, there's a part where they say stuff like that. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of parts like that. But yes. We well, didn't the very listen. the very first line of Age of Shadows is we never saw this coming. We never saw this. <laughs> yeah, we didn't listen. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So. And that's basically what it is. Um, I think it all ties into Universal Migrator, too, because it goes... This, one of the last remaining humans' souls gets reincarnated into the Universal Migrator. So there's a little bit of a, a tie-in. But yeah, maybe even a prequel to Universal Migrator, it, you know, in, in a sense. And you got some amazing talent on this album. You got... Oh, yeah, buddy. The Forever Race has got Tom England, Steve Lee, R.I.P., Daniel Gildenlow, who's amazing. Uh, Hansi Kirsch from Blind Guardian, unbelievably amazing. Floor Jansen. Anek Van Giersbergen. <laughs> Jonas Ransky from Catatonia. Jorn Land, who basically is God. Magli Luton and Bob Catley. And then on the man race, which is kind of these competing humans versus the alien race, uh, you have Ty Tybor, Simone Simons, Fadu Xavier, Aryan Lucasen. Lissalot Hecht, Woodstick, and Marion Wellman. Tons of great talent on this album. Uh, yeah, dude. I really, You know who really kills it is that Bob Catley. I'm not even being funny. That guy, I think, sings a lot with Hansi Kirsch at times. I think that's the one. And he, they fucking kill it. I, is he the one where, where they say, in the, wor in the world tomorrow dreams? I think they're singing together. But, uh, yeah, here we go. Bob Catley. Anyway, whatever. Point is, Tons of talent. They all kill it. It's, it's amazing. Um, 
I would say as impressive an assortment of talent as a human equation. Agreed. If not a better album, right? Ag agreed, agreed. And I think you know what holds it back, in my opinion, is the subject matter. Human equation is so relatable. It's just yeah. so heart-wrenchingly relatable, and this, even the music is so relatable, whereas this is purposefully distant and alien at times in sound and content. Yes. And that um, one, Yes, absolutely. And that one also has a resolution that is standard in the sense that it comes together full circle and everybody's kind of happy and it's resolved, whereas this is so bleak. It's bleak, man. It's dark. You're like, oh, shit, that's what happened? Um, you, when you when it all comes to fruition, you're kind of like, oh, Christ. Right, I know. Like the and, last song's called The Sixth Extinction. You're like, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and Aryan is such a, <laughs> such a positive and uplifting guy, and then yet some of the subject yeah. matter, he's so defeatist. He thinks this world's screwed. So... The first track is Age of Forever and the, excuse me, Age of Shadows, including We Are Forever, which is a 10-minute song. Good song, little long. It's 10 minutes, got a lot of people in it, a lot of variety, a lot of mixed-up spaces and, and parts. What did you think about it, Phil? Sounds like a Terminator is being assembled right from the beginning, that, that mach machine quality. Yes. Um, I love the way they say the Age of Shadows have begun. Um and when that guy from Catatonia comes in and he sings that, when he's like, time, and it's so eerie, and it almost sounds like Michael Acton. passageway. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And then, and next Van Giersburn says a similar lines to him after, and then she starts doing the zero one. I, I love this one. I think it's, um, well, I think it's a top three. I love it. Really? Of the two, of both albums together? Yeah. Wow, man. Amazing. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Right off the bat, I think it's a home run. I, I, li I like that song as well, but I would not include it in my top three. Oh, yeah. Well, just the way they say The Age of Shadows. It's so fucking catchy to me. Well, I think you and I will probably be on the opposite sides of this one as well, which is Comatose. This, for me, is in the top three. It's oh, okay. so haunting. Not for me, but it's great. It's a Don't get me wrong. A wonderful, uh, wonderful song. And it's such a great um, sort of slowdown moment for the album after a bombastic you know intense opening track I think it kind of slows down and gives you a little a little uh, sobriety and you have a Nick Van Giersbergen singing that first part juxtaposed with uh, Jonas Ransky which that combo is so nice yeah oh yeah absolutely and the idea of being comatose in this kind of situation that they're in you know, I, I think yeah. is also, I don't know, just this song really captivated me when I first heard it, and it's always stuck with me. It's one of my favorite songs. You know what is a cool part of the song is when he says, wake the, uh, wake us up before we die, it, it feels like they're supposed to be, or you're expecting more to come out of that section, and he just lets that before we die hang in the air there. Yes, it echoes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yep. You're like, oh, okay. It, it really it, it really resonates yeah, one, one of my favorites there, and it's a little bit bleak and, and dark, but I really love this song. So let's go to track... Let's go to track three, Liquid Eternity, which I think is uh, kind of a home run here, but tell me what you think of this one. I like this song a lot. Horizons. Uh, the fucking mechanical or like uh, auto-tune type they do there. I think it's just a great song. It's not a top three, but it's excellent. Really great chorus. Um, and the subject matter is cool, right? It's like... So, this is important to the story. Liquid Eternity, I think, is something that a uh, substance or a drug or a machine or a program, either way, that kind of 
suppresses their emotions, right? And they're saying this was kind of part of our downfall, but uh, some part of the forever race is arguing in favor of it. Like, would you prefer to go back to the suffering and um, pain that we had before? And so that, that's part of the debate, you know? So it's important to the story. But um, I love the strumming that dun, 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 which actually comes back in the album in a different song later. But yeah, definitely catchy shit. And it doesn't feel like it's eight minutes. No, and the cha- and to your point of the subject matter, it's like the challenge between the the age old debate between the new and the old. What is the better? You know, you have the the people looking back on history saying, Oh, it was so perfect and unbroken and the horizons are so free and blue and floating, escaping so wonderful. But then you have, you know, the other side saying, wait, that was actually a, a time of suffering and pain. And we were, you know, so vulnerable. Why, why would we want to go back? And the other person's kind of like, well, that's because what we had was life. This isn't really life. You know what I mean? This debate right. is definitely exactly. not isolated to just this piece of fiction. This is kind of real, you know? Oh, for sure, buddy. Absolutely. I mean, um, you can make life more convenient and you can, we're tr- like, I guess you get caught up in trying to eliminate sadness, right? Or bad thing. But then at certain point, you got to accept that some of those is just part of life. And if you sanitize life too much, you're not going to, it's not, it ceases to be a life anymore. It's just going to be kind of existence, which isn't the same thing. Yeah. And, and also, so, also boredom, you know, like boredom has been eliminated. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally going off shoot here, but. Boredom is like sought to be completely eliminated, but really, boredom is a nice thing. You get to think, you get to like just wait yeah. and chill out. Not everything's so anxious all the time. You just get to be. Yeah, man. Boy, I do think being bored will at least it's a it's it's at least a time for your stimulation to kind of come right. to a rest here. You don't need to be constantly entertained and stimulated. It's a lost art. All right, let, let's yeah. go to let's go to connect the dots, which is track four on here. And, uh, what a fun little song. And I like this song. It's, I don't think it's my top three because it's really kind of simplistic, but it, it I, I get the messaging, and I think it's funny, and I, I like the satire in it, and it's good. Yeah, I like the chorus a lot. You don't need to remind us. I, I love the, um, the computer voice that repeats occasional lines. And one time... He goes, I picked up fast food in the way, and it's finger looking good, and the computer says and finger, it's finger looking, looking good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like the. I, 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 I always laugh. I'm like, that's supposed to be funny. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. But um, that's a that's a cool part. I also like how he says, "Tell little Steve I'm up in his room playing his new game." You know, like the dad's like, "I brought it," <laughs> and then he's playing it. And there's actually a part that kind of dates this album a little bit, where he says, "I left my back." overnight downloading all the latest files remember you had to do that yes um but um it's fine so even back then he was patiently aware of the danger of being overstimulated and constantly stuck on a computer it's 15 years ago yep um and so yeah uh, but yeah cool song definitely cool i also like the satire and saying i can't relax i can't fall asleep should i take another pill i turn on the lights light up a cigarette and smile i've got it made you know and he's Perfectly, perfectly placing this with the Liquid Eternity conversation because really it's kind of shining a light on what the the creature comforts that humanity has, where they're kind of reliving this same thing of being isolated and too secure and too comfortable. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, well, let's uh, get, let's get to Beneath the Waves because Beneath the Waves for me is pretty awesome, and I want to say this is the first one where Jorn shows up and just starts to crush shit. But may, I could be one early. Tell me what you think of this one. All right, um, this is another a little bit eerie, uh, kind of in the sense that come with toes, but it's it it goes on more of a journey, um, like. It's a little somber. It's. It seems like they're longing for. I. I always thought beneath the waves was human before humans evolved to come come out of the ocean. You know, that's I guess what they're talking about. Right. And so it's it's a nice somber ode to simplicity. Um. Obviously, Annette Van Giersburg and Floor Jansen kill it when they sing beneath the waves. We were invincible in a world without frontiers, and then. Um, when Hansi Kirsch comes in and he says, face the facts, there's no way back. Man, that part is so cool. But it starts to pick up. Uh, he says, face, face the axe, our future's black. And then they do a part where they kind of um, repeats the opening. It's not the exact same note. But it is similar enough that you know that they're doing a little callback to it, so it keeps the keeps the theme there with um, uh, Age of Shadows. So anyway, really cool song, well balanced, and I th- I like I like the um, I like that some songs they do slow, some they do fast, and some they mix. And this is a little bit of a mix, keeps you interested. Uh, I, th- I think it's really pretty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at the uh, liner notes here in the in the materials, and the logo for Jorn Land is this kind of eagle or falcon or hawk or whatever, just a black silhouette of a bird. And as I'm looking at it, I'm realizing he sings in this song, of course, but I thought that on Comatose, it was Jonas Ransky uh, and Anek von Giers- Giersbergen, but I'm totally wrong. It's not Jonas Ransky. It's Jorn Land. So Jorn is crushing it both on Comatose and on Beneath the Waves, and it's breaking my heart because I know you know this, Phil. Mm. Katie and I and the kids are going to see this album performed live in Holland in September, so it's coming right up around the corner, and Jorn is not going to be there. So I'm kind of wondering, what's go- what are they going to do? He's like the only guy who's not going to be there other than Steve Lee, who's passed away. 
So kind of a blower there. Uh, I have to find somebody else, man. I don't know who. I know. Is there anybody else who can? Um, I don't know. The guy from Falconer is good. <laughs> Just leave that out The there. guy from Falconer is good. Uh, but, yeah, Jordan Land's a fucking uh, world-class singer, man. That's when he talks with fellow shoes. No kidding. And he's all over this first album. All over it. But I'm sure... I'm, I trust Arian Lucasson to figure that out, you know? Yeah, I have faith in Arian. In Arian, we trust. Yeah. Now, the, now on, the tr- on the album, this Beneath the Waves is broken up into five sections. Beneath the Waves, Face the Facts, But a Memory, World Without Walls, and Reality Bleeds. And I think the Face the Facts part is catchy as shit. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's just, of course, it's a Hamza Kirsch part, you know? But um, also it's got Annette and Gearsbergen and Floor Dance, and I guess they're in the background, but Face the Facts? Yeah, it's so fucking awesome. Where does where does this one rate on your top lists? Um, it depends if you're talking about disc one, or well, actually no, it doesn't. Either way, it's not a top three, but I like it a lot. Okay, yeah. I enjoy it. And this is kind of about what? What do you want to break down? Like you know the pieces of this. What's this about? Yeah, beneath the waves. Sure. If it sounds to me like um, beneath the waves is a, from what I understand about this album and how they try to accelerate human evolution it's it seems like it's talking about when uh we were sort of in the sea before humans evolved to the point where you could walk on land and so that's things are simpler and thinking or really old or really really early in human evolution anyway because he says i often dream about the old days play hide and seek within the caves so i don't know if what they mean by waves obviously we were walking on land unless some underwater caves but Anyway, it's early in human evolution. Things were simpler. World without frontiers. We weren't thinking about conquering. Uh, it wasn't imperialism. It weren't these kind of complex and harmful machinations of humanity. Yep. I'm with you. All right, let's go to the next one. Newborn race. Another, oh, yeah. another relatively long one. It's got six sections on it when you look at the uh, liner notes and on the album. A is the incentive, then B, the vision, then C, the procedure. D, another life. E, newborn race, and then F, the conclusion. So a rather lengthy Man. one. What do you think of this one? F, that conclusion. Yeah, it's, I uh, I love the beginning. It sounds like something from Human Equation when, with love, or like day five. It reminds me of voices. Like that sliding, folky, acoustic thing. Uh, sounds really pretty. Um, just yeah, heartfelt. And then, of course, the chorus where Floor Jancy comes in. That take me back to when we lived another life. So catchy. So well done. Um, I don't know. I think it's a pretty awesome song. Hansi Kirsch is on there. Oh, yeah. When he goes, and on that shining day. It sounds almost corny and, and inspirational. And I, I love it, man. That's what I love about this album and just Ari Lucas's projects in general. This absolutely shameless and well-placed um, cheese sort of, work um, sex, yeah sections of just cheesy stuff and you don't care because you're so into it and it's so pretty and it's so honest and authentic you don't even you're not even going to shit on them and I, I think this song is a perfect example of that and so I love this song I think it's a top three on this first album I think he should call sec- I think he should call his style Dutch prog cheese okay like a hyper specific version of metal is just, Dutch prog cheese just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Dutch so, frog cheese. <laughs> you can see it at Record Tape Traders now on one of those little insert slits is the Dutch 
frog cheese section. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be him, and I don't even know who else is Dutch on here. Yeah, right. But, well, I agree with you. This is on the top three for me on this album. I think this one is a little bit better than Beneath the Waves, just because the variety and the uplifting nature of the sounds. And yep. um, I, again, I love the way Jordan sings Newborn Race, explore the vastness of space, discover a wonderful place, enter a brand new phase, seed a world with a newborn race. I think Jordan should seed the world by impregnating 20,000 women. Uh, he probably has, man. Hey, maybe what, he has. who am I to say he has? Maybe you have some Jordan DNA you don't even know. You know what I mean? If only. Kind of Genghis Khan. Well, who comes back into the next track but Jorn, Ride the Comet, Find Your Way Home, Little Extremophiles. Little Extremophiles. <laughs> How can he not love that part? Seriously. Get stuck in your brain, man. Yep. Ride the Comet. And so, uh, story-wise, it should be said, this is, I think, where they're going to put their DNA on a comet and send it to Earth. So they say, pass on our genes, ride the comet. It sounds like they're going. This is how they're going to sort of craft the human race. Yep. Carry out your carry out your dangerous task. Sail uncharted spheres. Live out our dreams. Ride the comet. Journey on the migrator trail. Cross the new frontiers. Pass on our genes. Ride the comet. Ride the comet. Um, yeah, not a very long song, but I think that's great that he mixes in these short ones. I think, I think this is catchy as hell. It is, man. It's it's cool. I do like this song a lot. And then we go... See, I think the ending of this is kind of... I'm not sure about the ending of this disc. Near to the next one. You want to go it, to Web of Lies? I, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's a cool song. Obviously, it's pretty and cool. It's a Simone Simmons lady singing... No, but anyway, um, it's. I guess I would expect it a little bit more of a bombastic end to the first disc, but maybe not. It's only the first disc. Maybe he's just sort of to be continued on a sort of eerie, little somber note, right? She's looking for clues. I search the net. It just seems like someone who's a little bit lost. And I, it starts to, it's it starts to illustrate uh, even more so than um, connect the dots. The sort of. I guess the emptiness, you know, that humans are starting to feel. Yeah, and that satire again of her falling in love and having never met, and him asking, you know, feel yeah. like, him saying, "I feel the same, but uh, where do you live and who are you and what do you look like?" It's like, you know, it's just such a, I don't know, caricature of human life. I actually really like yeah. this one. I th I thought this both of the human songs on this first disc for me were perfectly tongue-in-cheek satire that I really liked a lot. Um, definitely, it's a pretty song too. I, it's not bad. I just, I guess, I guess I was, I thought till like today, because I have it on Spotify. It's just a whole flat out list. It's not, it's not broken down, so I don't know where one ends and where's the where the other one ends. Um, that the fifth extinction was the end of the first disc, um, and so I was like, oh, that's a good ending. Like, and then you pick stuff back up, but actually, it's not. So I was a little surprised, but um, whatever. Who cares? It's a cool song. And a great disc, great first section of a great album. Before we, I guess, a decent amount of foreshadowing of the next one, I would like to know, before we get through the next one, which do you think is a superior disc? 
Uh, second one. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was gonna say the same thing. This has got yeah. great. This has got great moments on it, but all together, there's more. The, just the density of how great Earth is is better. Oh yeah, dude. Earth is every song. I mean, they're all good at least on the first disc, but the the second one, there's it's the floor is higher. You know. Yep. I agree. That's well well said. And Hansi Kirsch is such a prominent part in the second, where he's just like kind of crushing it always. Yeah, dude. That, that River of Time song, which is We Can Save the Self-Fated Race, God damn. That's such that. a good song. Holy shit, that's such a good song. That's like that's one of their top banger. five or ten ever. But let's get to that one next time. So for now, is there anything else you'd want to say about, you know, the album art is really cool. I think this is kind of the, I don't know if this is the first time they have this what will become pretty prominent later is this kind of obscure celestial album art. You know, the artist has this identifiable, although universal migrator had a really similar feel. This is just a little darker. Um, yeah, it, it is. Um, I like that, that green and gray sort of cloud looking background is, it's kind of on the human equation too. Yeah. And um, anyway, uh, no, it's just a great first, first disc and I don't know man I think it's I think it ties in really well to his other stuff it doesn't until you hear the earth stuff it doesn't necessarily connect to the human equation as much but I think it starts to become clear what the human equation was when you when you start hearing more of the album alright great so that, why don't we leave it there and then on the next one we'll do the second disc what they call earth of the 01011001 album And until that time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. I'm Alex. That is Phil. You're the man. See you, buddy. Boom.